Hi, I'm Aarti. And I'm Lucille. Welcome to the Swan Effect Podcast. Money makes the world go round, yet it's not so easy to understand its complexities, particularly when it comes to investing. And that is why Aarti and I are taking it upon ourselves to educate, inspire, and help you gain confidence in your relationship with money. So that you can better manage your finances and investments. We are two women in finance. That sounds so cool when you say it like that, Lou. Women in finance. Ooh la la. Well, we are. <laughs> You've been in stockbroking, private wealth management, and asset management. And you're still in asset management, a certified financial planner and at the coalface when it comes to where and how people are investing, both getting it right and getting it wrong. And stuck in the gray area too. So if you're looking to get unstuck, feel empowered and make some strides in how you tackle your money, take a listen to our episode. It's a brand new year and when we make New Year's resolutions, we usually resolve to continue good practices, change an undesired behavior, accomplish a personal goal, or otherwise improve our lives, um, you know, at the start of a new year. Some people, they want to exercise more, quit a bad habit, eat better, get out of debt, etc. Today, Arthi and I will be talking about our New Year's resolutions when it comes to managing your finances. And we're going to explore some of the things that, you know, we can actually do to make sure that we keep up to those promises that we've made. So, Arthi, here's a question, um, you know, for us to start off with. Yeah. But what does a resolution actually mean? And, and especially when it comes to money or finances, should one even make one? Mm, yeah, I, I think that's a good question to start off with, actually, Lou. And, you know, if I think about a resolution, for me, it means that I'm committing to a goal. So when I commit, it also means that I'm taking time, I'm taking effort, and I'm trying to work towards achieving that particular goal. Now, my my preference, my style is to normally look for an overall picture first, and then I start to make more specific mini goals from there. And that really helps me to inch closer towards achieving that bigger that bigger goal that I've that I've set for myself. Now, if I think of it from a money perspective, then it means that I'm committing to a plan of action about things that are important to me. Um, but, you know, and these would be things like managing what I owe or um, deciding how I can get my money to grow better. So, so those would be some of those specific goals that I would look at. And, and you know, then again, just coming back to my sort of overall re- resolutions, I would still start off with that big picture in place mm-hmm. and then come with those smaller, more realistic goals that will help me action towards it. So, you know, absolutely, yes, I think one should actually make money resolutions because, mm-hmm. you know, think about it this way. If you if you don't have a map in place, then how do you know what path you want to take to be able to get to where you want to go? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to get lost. And from a financial perspective, that can be a very dangerous situation to be in. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know, having a map in place, um, um, you know, just to help direct you and so that you can see where it is, you know, that you, that you're trying to get to and where it is that you actually want to go. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so for me, uh, you know, a resolution for me is it's a firm decision. Um, It's Mm -hmm. a decision to either 
I want to start something new or I want to stop doing something that, you know, perhaps no longer serves me. Um, you know, okay. the, the, the more common resolutions that, that we make at the beginning of the year is, you know, we all want to try and eat healthier, we want to exercise more, spend more time with our kids. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to, you know, getting money, um, in terms of money resolutions, we, we always want to get out of debt. Uh, you know, right. that's the top yeah. priority for, for most of us, for most people. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we also always want to, to I guess, be the best version of, of ourselves. So resolutions mm-hmm. do help us in, in getting to that place. Um, and what mm-hmm. I like to do is, you know, I, I like to write them down. So I write them down to sort of bring them, um, bring them to life, so to speak. Right. And I mean, I I like that about what you're saying, you know, you want to be the best version of yourself and you Mm -hmm. want to use resolutions to get there. So, you know, if if we're talking in that vein, then, and we're making resolutions, how, how high up the list do you Mm -hmm. think um, we should be making our financial wellness resolutions as well, in terms of those normal Mm -hmm. resolutions? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think well, you know, most people don't don't seem to prioritize financial resolutions. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think we we should start doing that. I, I actually read an article. It says, um, you know, about seventy two percent of adults report feeling stressed about money. Um, mm-hmm, you know, whether yeah. they're worrying about paying their rent or they just really bogged down with with debt. Uh, you yeah. know, so if if we start prioritizing our financial resolutions, we we you know we do other as we do with other resolutions, um, we should then hopefully be less stressed out because obviously stress is mm-hmm. does affect your overall health, um, oh, and <laughs> it's it's meaningless to say you want to exercise and you want to eat better and and all of that, um, but you find that you are actually stressed out by your financial situation. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, you you literally taking two steps forward and and one step step back so it, it is it's it's important to to have your financial wellness right up there uh with the rest of your your other list of resolutions mm, yeah i mean uh, you're talking about stress there and of course i mean if money and finance and debt are the if these are things that are stressing you out are keeping you up at night um regularly you know then uh, in my mind it must highly feature up on your list of resolutions. Mm. And, you know, I think the way I would, I would tackle it is to say, you know, do it heads on. Um, and, and also this is my personality style. I, I like to be in control of things um, mm-hmm. and I like to do things in a more systematic manner. Um, but for me, if you take control of these things, you automatically start to decrease your stress levels. So, mm. you know, contrast that, the control element of constantly being surprised um, when you're looking at your statements and your bank, bank balances. I mean, you get heart palpitations yeah. <laughs> sometimes, right? So why would you want to put yourself through that mm. when they is actually a lot that you can do to take charge right. of. So, right. you know, my suggestion for, for the listeners would be, you know, let's look at your current resolutions. And, and if it doesn't include something that's money related and you know that money is something that is on your mind, mm-hmm. then you definitely want to look at switching things up and reprioritizing. Yes, absolutely. So to take charge um, and and you know tackle things tackle things head on. I completely agree. Mm, I mean, it's not it's not easy, you know, especially if you're not used to taking charge or taking control. But there's mm-hmm. there's ways and means to do it. And hopefully, you know, later on we'll we'll talk around some of these things as well. Mm, you're talking about ways and 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 of doing it. I'm just thinking, you know, what sort of mindset should one have when it comes to you know tackling one's goals really for the year. 
um, about yeah. money. Yeah, and you know, I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm obviously a neuroscience based coach. So for me, yes. that mindset, the attitude is very important. And obviously, you've got two: you've got the positive mindset, you've got the uh, the negative mindset. And for right. me, uh, it's an absolute yes to a positive mindset. Um, because I mean, just think of it: if you have a positive attitude, just to life mm-hmm. in general, it typically means you're less fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, you're more open to opportunities and therefore your opportunity set is wider as well. And, yeah. you know, it also helps you to recover from setbacks quicker. And those are just a few, few ideas around mm-hmm. what a positive attitude can do. So if it's if it's the same for money, then, you know, can you imagine um, having a, a really healthy relationship, not this love hate, mm. fear dynamic that we typically have, right? <laughs> and, and and that typically looks like, you know, I love what money can do for me. I hate that I never have enough. Yes. And I'm really just afraid to make decisions, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and these decisions can al- actually help you alleviate the never enough syndrome mm. of it. Um, so, you know, so that that's kind of one spectrum. And then you've, you've obviously got others who feel, you know, money is just a means to an end. Um, and I always think that this is an interesting one because, you know, either it's you're genuinely content with what you have financially, and that's all great and good, or actually it could be a silent stressor, something you've not explicitly voiced, um, in which case, you know, it actually needs to come to the fore. So, yeah. you know, for me, it's it's like you were saying, the best version of yourself. Yes, aim to create a healthier version of yourself, particularly with money. So again, for me, it's also about what can you control and mm-hmm. Your attitude, your mindset is definitely something you can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know focusing on 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 what you can control is is I think is quite important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and also I think you know let's say let's say you do have a negative mindset, you know, when it comes to money, mm-hmm. um, or you literally avoid the subject altogether. Yeah. Um, you know, I find that you know having that negative mindset can also have a huge impact in other areas really you know of of your your life um you know like you know having a broke mindset you know it means oh my goodness a broke mindset (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you know to live your life with the constant fear that you know you don't have enough um you know i think if you do switch things up like you said and you change your mindset about money into a more open and a positive one you know i agree with you there you know, you tend to make better choices. You do. And, and you know, you tend to also, uh, you know, overcome a lot of challenges as well. Challenges. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, and I mean, it's, I get this all the time, you know, especially when I talk with, with people about attitude and mindset. And I say, you know, have a positive outlook. And mm-hmm. as we're talking about money now, I can just, I can just imagine people are saying, okay, it's great. I've got a positive um, mindset or attitude. But now, how do I actually go about setting realistic goals for my financial well-being right because mm. you know maybe they just don't know what's your take on 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 what could be done mm. yeah no no i think um setting realistic goals is important um and you know one of the ways you can do this is you know you can learn how to set smart goals so smart goals are they mm. they they specific they measurable they are attainable re- they they relevant um and they time bound so your goals you know they should definitely motivate you as well. Um, um, yeah. I find that also for me, if I write them down, it helps me to visually see the goal. Um, and, yes. and then I'm able to, you know, sort of understand the difference that it can make in in my life. And so, yeah, okay. for me, writing them down it also means that, you know, I take ownership um, in, in trying to achieve those goals. Um, 
yeah, you know, and, and also if if you take it, let's say you decide, okay, look, um, I'm going to take it one goal at a time. So you start off by mm-hmm. setting, like we mentioned earlier, you know, realistic and achievable goals. And, yeah. and then you actually start achieving them. So one goal at a time, you start achieving them. You start ticking them off. You're then able to mm-hmm. set new and even bigger goals for yourself. Um, and that mm. then becomes your way of life, which, which is really good. Um, you know, it becomes a regular thing in your life. And rather than something that you just do sort of occasionally. Um, yeah. yeah so it, it, it paves the way for, for the bigger things, for more, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I mean, I 100% agree with you on those smart goals. And, you know, I, I guess I would echo and, and add to it in saying that, as you mentioned, one goal at a time. And I would say, yes, start even with small, smart goals. Mm. So let, let's use an example. Okay. So in my case, my vision or my map for this year would be to be financially secure from a savings perspective. Okay. So if that's the case, then I would then need to interrogate what do I actually mean by that um, from, a, from a financially secure and savings. Okay. And, and if, if, it's, if it means for me that I need to have four months of savings, say, to be able to feel secure that should something go wrong, I'm able to pay off my expenses, then I need to ask myself, well, okay, how is that going to happen? So I need to start to sit down and work out exactly how much those expenses of mine look like. So tally them up Mm -hmm. and then look at what I'm currently able to save Mm -hmm. and then see if that's actually enough. And that's a simple enough exercise to do, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's it's probably unlikely that I'm going to have enough savings currently to be able to match up with my (laughs) expenses. I mean, I'm still I'm still busy with the exercise. But you know, then I would then I would need to then whittle down further. And then I would say Okay, um, where am I actually spending unnecessarily uh-huh. things like a, a sub- subscription or things that I barely look at or things that just don't offer me any value? Yeah. And in there, there's a mini decision that I then need to make. So it would be, for example, okay, I need to cancel that subscription as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I need to create maybe a debit order of the same amount that I was spending on my subscription mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. channel towards my savings. Yeah, because, because you were so, already so, so, sorry yeah. to cut you there. Yeah, no, because you were no, already no. doing without that that sum of money because it was already going well, exactly. to subscription, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. it was just being paid away in something that didn't give me value. And if I think about it now from a smart goal perspective, so my smart goal then in this particular scenario would be to have that one hundred rand. Assume it's a one hundred rand subscription to have that one hundred rand saved monthly on a specific day of the month because I'm setting up the debit order mm-hmm. towards my bigger goal, which is I want to have four months worth of worth of savings ah. to pay off my expenses. And I would have already quantified what those expenses are to be. Now, I know that I can achieve it because I'm making that decision towards my financial security. And that's important. Now, that, Aarti, is what I call taking ownership of your money goals. Mm. Um, Yeah. And, Mm. you know, just talking about taking ownership now, you know, how, you know, what do you think we can actually do to create that accountability? That is so important, isn't it? Um, and, and for me, it's really about, you know, having those goals and then testing it out with someone that you trust. Um, mm. Someone, you know, in your circle, like a spouse, um, a really close friend, even a trusted advisor, you know, third party, mm. but a trusted advisor. So, you know, 
so the, the and that's also good and well but you know you also need to take accountability for yourself right, right? it's right. a discipline right. too so mm. as you mentioned like how you like to write lists visually check in on your goals as mm. well and as many times as you can check your watch as you are checking mm-hmm. your heart rate or your yep. vitality status or whatever the case may be in the same way check Checking. your money status yeah. yeah the more you see it the more you will make a conscious effort mm-hmm. to make headway oh that is so true that is so mm-hmm. true i completely agree with you um you know i also, I also think by committing to you and actually owning your goals um, is another way to get, to create yeah. accountability. You know, yeah. um, again, I mentioned earlier, it's a good idea to to write them down um, and create those micro goals, those small goals, but that you know they are realistic and yeah. and are achievable. Um, yeah. yeah, and just like you, Arthur, you know, I find that if I do share my goal with someone, that person becomes um, you know what I can call my my uh, accountability partner. Uh, oh, nice. Can, yeah, can, you know, not only give me a reality check whenever I need one. Um, but you can also, you know, just cheer me on as, as I go along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your cheer squad. Yeah. I yes. Love it. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, it's also not a bad idea to reward yourself. You know, if you do yes. celebrate those small wins, you know, if you do achieve one of those micro goals, you know, um, reward yourself. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I love that. I love the idea of, yes, you need to reward yourself, mini rewards as you're getting closer and closer with your mini goals towards mm-hmm. a bigger goal. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. So, you know, accountability and we've talked about, you know, the realistic goals that we're setting. And and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, so, you know, we talked about debt, we've talked about mm-hmm. savings. But now what about money goals around things like that we almost take for granted, things like insurance, mm. medical aid, um, our retirement planning. Mm, I mean, yes. are these things that you think we should be including as part of our money goals? What's your oh, absolutely. Thoughts? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, over, over the last year, we saw how much things can change and how unpredictable life actually is. Um, yes. You know, so, so having insurance, I think it's, it's a very good way of managing risks. Um, you know, and again, sort of taking consideration, you know, how COVID literally swept through the world and, and is still with us, you know, having a good yeah. medical aid should also be on your list of, of money goals um, mm-hmm. if you don't already have one. And of course, retirement, you know, obviously when you're young, you you know, sometimes some young people, you know, mm-hmm. don't think much yeah. about saving for retirement because they think it's years yeah. away. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you, you know, from my experience, when when my parents retired, uh, they were actually glad that they started saving early for their mm-hmm. retirement. I mean, they're now able to to live a fairly comfortable life, you know, as if they were still working. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, for me, I think you know your money goals should definitely be, you know, include things like insurance, medical aid, and retirement. Yeah. I mean, just like you, I, I too look at my parents who also, you know, kept putting money away for their retirement. And yes, they also retired and mm. they're managing their retirement savings and mm. enjoying a, a, a comfortable, a comfortable life now as well. So absolutely agree with that. And if, you know, if I think about it in terms of that question as well, for me, yes, unequivocally, yes, it mm. should be included in your money goals. And, you know, maybe, maybe let's put it this way. Perhaps, you know, we don't, realize it but we're actually paying away premiums for all these products every month and each one of them is serving a specific purpose 
Now, the reality is, is, and you've mentioned it with COVID, right? Our lives, our circumstances change. Um, and sometimes um, almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And therefore, our needs to respond to that change should also ch- should also change. Um, and right. why, why would you then want to pay more than you should? Or, or conversely, mm-hmm. why would you want there to be a shortfall when the need arises, um, especially if the needs increased over time? Yeah. So, you know, it's again about avoiding those nasty surprises. And I think the more habitually we make it a habit, you know, habitually that we review mm-hmm. these as part of our money goals, the easier it becomes, you know, almost mm-hmm. like a bit of a shopping list. And, you know, ways in which we can do that quite simply is diarize it, right? Schedule right. it as you would um, a meeting. You know, it's a, it's a thing mm-hmm. to review and create a step-by-step action plan of how you would remedy the situation once you've done that evaluation of where you are and where you're at and then tick them off as you get them done. I also would go with the further step of saying, okay, I would, if I'm doing it in my Outlook calendar or Gmail, whatever I prefer, then I would even create follow-up flags so Mm -hmm. that if I need to get something done by a certain time, a little flag will remind me if I haven't done it. And then I can also keep track where Mm. I am in the process of it. Mm, yes, you know it's 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 so important not to lose to lose track. Um, mm-hmm. You know you've got to keep going back to to review your circumstances as, as well. And I think yes. you've got some great ideas on on how we can actually do that. Um, um, you know, I'm also I'm just thinking now. You know, okay, so let's say let's say someone says to you, "Look, Arthi, I'm I'm unemployed, I'm retrenched, or I'm working half days." Um, or maybe, you know, I'm even considered a, a, an essential worker due to the pandemic. And thinking about finance and wellness, you know, for me, it's a pipe dream. And I honestly just want to survive. I honestly just, you know, I'm battling to, to even catch my breath. Yeah. What would you say to that person? How, how would they, how should they deal with that? Well, I mean, firstly, I would just have so much of empathy for the person mm. um, because that is a very difficult thing to be going through, especially in this in this environment, right? It's it's stark and it's a reality for for many people. Mm. Um, and, and you know, I'm going to go back a little bit to economic theory because that's what's coming to mind. And I remember, you know, learning about Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. um, back in back in university. And you know, if I think about that. And I clearly remember when you look at that pyramid, the need for survival is actually the second largest part of that pyramid. So, you know, if someone is feeling insecure about their employment, then obviously your Mm -hmm. overriding thought is going to be around, well, I need to secure my income. And thereafter, I then need to look for um, my physiological needs. And that's that's Mm -hmm. the biggest slice of Maslow's pyramid. And those are things like, you know, food and, um, uh, you know, those those types of things. Um, So when you turn the anxiety of money into a, a locus of control around, well, okay, what is my options? Um, mm-hmm. Who can I get advice from? Uh, how can I structure what I have to meet my current needs? These are questions that, you know, despite the situation, you would still try and then figure out a way to to get back into, well, how do I manage what I've got? 
Mm. Um, another thing you would ask yourself is, well, do I need to scale back in order to ensure that I survive? Um, and and if the issue is about, you know, time to think about finances, for example, you know, I just don't have enough time because mm. I'm working, then, you know, I would definitely say, as we had said earlier, call on support, like your advisor, like your banking consultant, mm. people mm. that are close to you who would be able to assist you when you just don't have the time to do it. Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 No, definitely, Arthi. I mean, you know, don't, don't, don't go at it alone. You don't have to go, you know, at it alone. I think yeah. um, getting a good financial advisor, you know, to help you on your journey. Um, you know, the times we're living in can be overwhelming. They can be quite demanding. Um, you know, and so partnering with, a, for me, I think a good advisor that you trust mm-hmm. uh, will yeah. be to your benefit. Uh, just thinking personally with my financial advisor, um, you know, he's not only my advisor, but he's also, you know, just a good sounding board because I'm, you know, I'm able to discuss ideas and, and my goals with him. And also, you know, if I feel I'm worried about certain decisions or, or outcomes, you know, he's there. He's there to provide mm-hmm. the advice. But more importantly, he's there to give me that objective opinion as well. Right, right. I mean, it almost sounds as if you've got this trusted partnership relationship with your financial exactly. advisor. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. Very, very yeah. important. And, mm. you know, it's it's interesting also when we think about the dilemmas that we face around particularly things like debt, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure, you know, as much as your, your financial advisor would be objective, at the end of the day, you kind of have to also, you know, consider things like, all right, what makes sense to me? Is it mm-hmm. about, let, and we're talking debt specifically. So is it about things like, should I pay off my credit card? Or should I not have any money money to my, uh, any debt, sorry, to my name? Or mm-hmm. should I actually be thinking um, about the longer term and manage my overall debt better? Where where do you think a decision like that would lie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's an interesting one. Um, look, of, of course, paying off your credit card is a good money goal. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that, you know, having some some debt to your name can be good for your credit score as well. Um, you know, yeah. because if, if you've got a good credit score, you'll almost always qualify for really good interest rates. And, you you know, you'll also be able to pay lower finance charges on, on certain loans. Um, you know, the, the, less, the less money you pay in interest, the faster you're going to pay off your debt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the more money you're going to have for other expenses. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I think I would say... Probably the most important number three is to actually just to resolve to to manage my my debt better. So not yeah. to necessarily have no debt, but to be able to manage mm-hmm. it a little bit better. Yeah. So you know, I I think I've I, I don't disagree with you, but I think I've got a slightly different slant on it. In that, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, all three of those are important. But I guess mm-hmm. we're talking about prioritizing, isn't it? So for me, it's probably about the timing then being very crucial. Uh, yeah. And and if I go back to um to the overall map that I've been speaking about in terms of my goal, and if that is and if that is for me in the longer term to be managing my my debt better, then it's because, you know, I'm making smarter choices on when and how to use debt. And Mm -hmm. as a result of making those smarter choices, I'm going to be less stressed over time. And that will actually help you in terms of your, um, your better sort of financial wellness 
over time. So, you know, paying off things like credit card debt, store card debt, short-term loans, and, and paying it off timelessly in the short term definitely helps you a lot more, mm-hmm. right? Because definitely. you've got more cash available. Yeah. Because also one needs to remember that all of these short-term um, short-term opportunities in terms of money are actually high interest-bearing debt mm-hmm. facilities. And if you don't pay them off within the grace period that's offered, it actually costs you a lot more money over time. Yeah, yeah. And to to reiterate my previous point again, why would you want to pay away more than you should? Okay, mm. and you know my my advice, especially to to our our generation, even older. You know, when it comes to to things around money, we don't necessarily always read the T's and C's. So please mm-hmm. read the T's and C's around your short term debt know how much is outstanding and also how much it's going to cost you if you don't pay within the time frame that they allow. Mm. It's really simple calculations. And, you know, once you shed light on it, I think it's something that you'll want to then start tracking going forward. Mm. Yeah, I know. So talking about reading those T's and C's, I think that can definitely be to one's advantage. But Bossy, they can be so long and so quite daunting. (laughs) I (laughs) I know. Reading is probably a good idea. And you know what? Call on your support system as well, your financial advisor, people mm. close in your circle, maybe somebody who's a little bit more fay with with the finance. Um, but yeah, get stuck into it. It may be daunting, but you know, you learn out of it as well. You grow, and it's yeah. for your betterment, yeah. for your benefit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Asi, you know, as as we're trying to resolve, you know, to make better money decisions, and and we, you know, we're having such a, a wonderful chat around around money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Budgeting, you know, also comes to mind. Um, you know, it's just how easy um, is it to create a budget and, and actually oh, yes. live according to that budget? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I can feel people wondering, oh, no, a budget, does it mean I can't spend? <laughs> Look, for me, for me, budgeting is, you know, you take the whole pie of what you've got and then you divide it up. And, you know, sometimes it's not easy to divide that up depending on where I prioritize, I think my money should go. And I know, like I said, living to a budget can make people feel very constrained, isn't it? Mm. Um, You know, almost as if, you know, there's no room to maneuver anywhere because you've got everything laid out. But, you know, here's the thing. If you, if it, if it's, and it's something that should be easy to do because, you know, we're implicitly budgeting our money anyway because we're, we're already deciding where we're spending but mm. what's interesting is, is we're probably prioritizing the incorrect things a little too much. Ah, yes, um, guilty. And, yeah, guilty pleasures, right? And and it's typically mm-hmm. because those are things that seemingly give us the things that we want to feel um, great. You know, things like we want to feel excited. We want to feel comfortable. We want to have mm-hmm. status. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can actually be quite an exhaustive, endless list. Um so, so I would suggest, you know, if you don't know where to start um, um, uh, in terms of the the budgeting process, maybe the first place we should actually start um, so that it de- possibly decreases your anxiety <laughs> is to maybe just change the terminology. And let's actually not call it a budget. Let's call it a spending plan. Now, doesn't mm, that sound like so that. much better, I right? I do. I like that. Yes. <laughs> now, when, when I hear the word a spending plan, I feel, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm giving myself permission to spend, yes. okay? But my limit is how much I can actually spend, right? Because, um, like, once again, we've got that certain amount that's available. So let's say 
I can spend my a thousand rand on my necessities like my food and airtime and things like that. And then also let me plan out how frequently I want to spend that on food um, and, and what exactly. So actually go a little bit a little bit granular. Yep. And you know, there's there's so many ways that we can track our expenses. I mean, I've recently heard advertising from one of the big four banks um, that allow this option on your banking app you know, um, where you can see your spending patterns. So it's so easy to quickly log in and mm. check. We live in the age of apps. So, yeah. And there's so many free apps available as well. And I know of a couple like Good Budget and Mint um, on the different mm. platforms, you know, that easily allow you to plan your spend. So, you know, look around for these, you know, and I think the other point I want to make around this um, is, you know, you can plan, but it also comes down to sticking to the discipline around what you're going to do. Discipline, yes. And you kind of have to think about, well, do I have that mental fortitude to be able to be disciplined in that manner? And if you feel not, then, you know, that's where you can work with a coach. And a coach mm -hmm. will really help you to work through, well, why is that discipline actually hard to peg down? What's going on here? So, you know, doing that sort of a work on yourself, it's part of self-care. You might actually be pleasantly surprised with the results that come from that. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely working, uh, you know, working with a coach to help you if, if you don't have that discipline is, is a very good idea. Um, so, you know, in, in my experience, I find that budgeting, to be honest with you, budgeting has not been mm -hmm. easy. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, only now am I, you know, is budgeting actually on my list of, of New Year's resolutions, many resolutions okay. for this year. Um, okay. so, so what my plan is, um, you know, I'm mm -hmm. planning to, again, I'm going to write down, I'm going to write down my current spending, right? Okay. So that I can visualize it. I'd like to visualize Good. that. Um, Great. And then see how that total spending obviously then compares with my income. So that's Good. the first step yeah. um, okay. I'm going to take. And from there, I'll be able to see, say, okay, look, what do I need to cut down cut down on and where can I possibly save more, right? Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so, and also, you know, I've just, I've just recently been reading some, some personal finance blogs as well, you know, that talk about different budgeting techniques. Um, and, and the one that, that really resonated with me was it's called the 50-30-20 technique. Okay. Um, where, you know, so 50% of my income should go to my needs, right? All right. 30% should go to wants. And okay. the remainder, 20%, <clears throat> excuse me, should go into my savings. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> the challenge for me, Arthi, is, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a self-confessed online impulse buyer. That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I'm literally, you know, I'm learning how to, to sort of, I need to start learning how to divide my needs from from my wants right. and more especially you, you just see the sign it says 50 percent off sale or 75 percent off sale you know okay. and that uh, just triggers it oh, <laughs> it's, it, it does it does so i'm i'm yeah i'm, I'm challenging myself this year to to okay. really really start working on on a budget Okay. Well, I mean, you know, and thanks for sharing that, Lou. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to actually say that sometimes, isn't it? That this is actually what I like to do. Because, it, mm. you know, sometimes people will perceive it as, oh, it sounds so bad. But it's not. It's yeah. the reality of what you're finding happening with yourself, isn't it? And and you raise an interesting question now for me in terms of, okay, so you're, you're visualizing it. You're possibly trying this 50-30-20 rule. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're going to be think about, thinking about doing? to make your money resolution stick now? 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now to make them stick. <laughs> so it's nice yeah. to just talk about them. <laughs> um, you know, I think, yeah, again, writing them down. Um, you know, if, if you write them down, first and foremost, uh, you know, to create that vision and, and, and accountability that, that you and I have been speaking about. Um, yeah. and, in, and then secondly, I think, you know, to have that accountability partner, uh, yeah. Or you, you know, whether it's your friend or your spouse or your your coach, financial coach, or just you know your life coach, or you know, who's there to to help by by checking in with you, you know, to yeah. see okay, how close yeah. off or how far are you with with your goal? And again, okay. setting realistic goals. You have to be realistic, um, you know, really, because if you're not, you you're probably going to end up setting yourself up for for failure, and we don't want yeah. that. Yeah, no, and and also it just means that very quickly into the year, suddenly mm. the resolutions are out the window. Exactly, <laughs> you you're not sticking to them. Yeah, so you know, and, and similarly to you, I mean, I echo the the point about you actually need to be reminded about your resolutions. Um, so so you know, set it up so that you can actually look at them regularly. Um, mm. And for me, it practically, it would be things like, you know, setting up reminders up front. Um, like I mentioned earlier, use your calendar, use a task mm. list, you know, get yourself organized in that way. It takes a little mm. bit of time up front. But once you've set it up, man, you'll, you'll probably mm. be thanking the stars that you did it. <laughs> um, and, and like you said, also, you know, call on those res- support resources. Um, and in fact, maybe even have a conversation beforehand um, mm. to say, you know, can you be on hand so that if I do come to you with something, you can give me a little bit of tough love as well mm-hmm. um, around what, what's happening? You know, that that might also be a nice preemptive action with those people that you trust, you know? Yeah. So so definitely set that up. Um, I would again, you know, reiterate, look at what resources are at your disposal that will help you create those timelines and those goals. And I mean, as we said, it's about the apps that are available on your on your existing platforms and mm. actually so many things if you think about it. And, you know, as you said earlier on, you know, rewarding yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With a small and I and I say this a small treat because you can't you can't blast everything out of the water. Isn't it? And, you know, a small treat means determining a very small value up front. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you reach that little milestone towards your goal, uh, or even if you accomplish it fully, then yes, you treat yourself to that little 50 rand mm-hmm. or 100 rand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, maybe I'm talking small numbers here. Okay. But, but also, you know, the rewards is the one thing, but as you're creating your timeline as well, build mm-hmm. in a little bit of wiggle room. Yes. You know, sometimes, you know, and I know people say, oh, you need to have hard and fast rules and, and all of that. But it's also, like you said, about not setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And life happens. So, you know, it, it's the wiggle room is not an escape plan by any mm. means. Mm. It's just giving you that little bit of an allowance, especially when you've got your longer term goal in mind. Mm. So that when circumstances change, you can then have a little bit of time to adjust for the new circumstances, but mm-hmm. still maintain course towards that longer term goal. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because circumstances will change, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I obviously like the part about rewarding yourself with, with each yeah. milestone, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's all I think it's all good and well that we talk about things like money resolutions, but again, you know, for them to become real, I think mm-hmm. you need a plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just what what 
sort of what important, why is it important really to have a solid financial plan? Um, mm. and, you know, that, that, that includes things like how do you save, how you spend, how you invest. Right. Yeah. And, and I think this plays directly again to what I mentioned earlier about control mm-hmm. um, and having having control over something like money. Um, uh, you know, for me, it means that I can sleep easier mm-hmm. knowing that I've taken the time to know what my money cycle is. In other words, what money am I washing away because I have mm. to? <laughs> right? <laughs> and also, how much money am I recycling towards better use? And I'm, I'm going to keep going with this analogy. How am I upcycling my finances uh, so that upcycling. it takes on a whole different form called wealth, right? Right, wow. right. So, mm. you know, it, it, the simple thing is, is Lou, you and I and, and other people all across the globe, we work hard to earn our money, right? Mm. So if we're working that hard, surely we can take the time to ensure that that hard work isn't just whittled away unnecessarily. Hmm? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with, with you. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, for me, again, just having a solid financial plan also means, you know, I want, I want what is best for me and, you know, and, and, Obviously, I also want what is best for those who I, I may share my money with. So um, yes, because you know, you, pr- yeah. you might be supporting others. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You might be supporting family, yeah. etc. Um, yeah. So yeah, and you know, it, it it allows me to afford the things that that I really really want, um, yeah. and of course, you know, to 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 eventually achieve my long term goals. Um, yes. So and also, I think if you if your plan is on paper. Again, I, I'm reiterating this, write it down. It needs yes. to be on paper. You know, yeah. you can always also then go back to it to see your progress. Um, yes. So for me, you know, in terms of my my financial plan, you know, I want it to be, um, I, I can call it a, a living document, you know, mm-hmm. that will change as my circumstances change. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I get you on that one. And, you know, we've been talking about that, that wiggle room that we build mm-hmm. in the, 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 the possibility of circumstances changing. So, you know, if, if that's the case, and if we know that this is it, life is happening, why mm-hmm. then is it important for us to consider having an emergency fund? Oh, yeah, no, look, uh, we we live in such uncertain times. So having an emergency fund can definitely help you if, um, you know, if you find yourself without an income, um, uh, you know, many experts say that, you know, you should at least have, what, three months worth of your salary in your mm-hmm. emergency fund for those rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the great thing really about an emergency fund is that it can help you to not only stay out of debt, um, but it can also help with fun things. So, you know, like mm-hmm. allowing you to travel at short notice because the money yeah. is there, you know, should you wish to. Um, right. And I think, you know, it's also important to remind our listeners that, look, it's okay to have fun with your money. You should be able to enjoy it, you know, as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I hear you. And I mean, when I think of an emergency fund, it actually harks back to that example that I used earlier with having four months worth of savings, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, an, an emergency fund then is savings that you've put away for literally when that storm hits. Right. Um, and that's that unplanned event that requires financing um, over a short-term period, potentially. Um, 
and you know it's it's easy enough for us to say oh look what if that day never happens then i just have all this money lying there you know i've i've actually heard this before mm-hmm. um and and what i say to that is well isn't it great to be able to say first of all that we have spare cash lying around yes yeah isn't that a great yep. thing to say yep. well okay i don't know if you'd share it but <laughs> it's a good thing to say to yourself right um but then secondly um it doesn't need to be there lying about or lazy you know it can actually be invested towards right. your wealth creation huh right. so you know it basically means that you're considering ways in which you're putting this money aside for your emergency but you're putting it away in a format that is accessible so mm. that if you do need it you can draw upon it you can access it um, yeah yeah you can access it so you know and i think you know about your your point on you know we must also remember that we can use it for fun things as well mm. and and certainly you know remember that you know once you dip into your emergency fund with it's for the emergency where it's for a fun thing mm-hmm. the 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 plan out a goal thereafter to ensure that you replenish that replenish fund yes. yeah because you want you want to have that intact for as long as possible yeah no 100% i agree with you i agree with you yeah. and you know and yeah. sometimes we 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 spend so let's say um I've spent money from my emergency fund, right? And you know, yeah. I mentioned earlier, have fun with your money as well if you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, if it does afford you that, but sometimes we we, we spend without knowing exactly where our money is going, um, and and I'm guilty of that. So I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. just out of interest, where do you think some of your spending leaks are? <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Um so for me uh, I would definitely say and I think I mentioned this earlier uh, subscriptions are mm-hmm. definitely leak. Oh my goodness. Cuz you know especially when you have to sign up, you know you sign up, you sign for the free trial and it's normally like 7 days or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, once the trial <laughs> is over you then get billed, right? Yes. Now I have I've actually gotten caught a few times where I actually haven't cancelled before the trial has because finished. they don't remind you to cancel. <laughs> well, cuz or, or the or the reminder goes into the junk mail oh, or yes. something <laughs> like that, right? Um and, and the reality is is uh, you know because there's so much of new apps or new information sources available i typically mm. find that okay i would enjoy what i signed up for for a couple of months but then i actually don't need it afterwards and therefore even though i don't need it i sort of forget that i need to cancel it okay mm. um and that's just money that whoosh, is just whittling <laughs> away so yeah i would say beware of those that's that's one one from my end and how about you oh well i i can definitely relate to that um but you know one of my spending leaks um is that i always fall into the trap of online sales as i mentioned okay so okay. i like i think now that hopefully you know holding thumbs crossing fingers now that i've resolved to have a strict budget this year you know mm-hmm. to help me to to mostly spend money on things that i need rather <clears throat> excuse me than on the so called nice to haves right. um, so i'm really really hoping that that sticking to this budget that i've that i've got now will should help me um in terms of my spending leaks Okay. All right. Well, I mean, Lucio, I think we've we've cup co- we've covered so many different aspects in our conversation today, and um I hope I hope it gives our listeners some ideas towards money resolutions for the year ahead and ways it could be done um and mm-hmm. also how to stick with it. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think now that we we've got our resolutions in place, 
Um, our next episode, we will be talking about the difference between saving and investing. We do hope mm. that you find today's discussion useful um, and that it helps you with your money resolution. Sharing is caring. And knowledge is power. Time for you to be daring. And let your money confidence flower. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We hope you found these ideas useful. Do subscribe, share and write a review or send us comments. We would love to hear from you. Swanning out for now. <laughs> Good one, Lou. Till next time, everyone. Ciao.